Hey everyone, welcome to the Healthy for Life podcast where we will be discussing maintainable, sustainable, conscious living. I'm your host, Sarah Grace. Thanks for joining me. What's up everyone? Welcome back to a new episode of Healthy for Life. Today we are going to be discussing pillar number two in the three pillars of optimal health series that we are currently in. And that pillar is fitness. So last week we discussed nutrition because the nutrition really is the foundation of health. And this week we are going to be talking about fitness and the role that that plays in your achieving optimal health. But before we get started, I want to tell you guys that if you subscribe rate and like this podcast, uh, all you have to do is shoot me an email and I will send you four weeks worth of workout programming right to your email. So I have this four week program that I want to share with you. It starts with kind of like a test to see where you're at. And then at the end of the four weeks, you will go and retest. And the program is about three days a week of, um, exercises and workouts that I'm giving you. And then the other two days I give you guidelines and you have the flexibility to do what you would like within those guidelines. So it's pretty cool. Um, I'm offering that to you guys free. If you just go ahead and like subscribe and rate this podcast. So get to that and then shoot me an email at contact at Sarah with an H hyphen grace.com. And I will go ahead and send you the programming. All right. So let's get started with fitness and talking about that. I just had a killer workout this morning. So I am ready to talk to you guys about fitness and share some of my passion and knowledge with you all. I cannot imagine my life today without exercise. And it plays such a huge role now that I feel like, I don't feel like myself if I don't exercise. And it has truly changed my life on so many levels. And a lot of people that I talk to feel the same way when they have implemented some type of workout program into their life. So if you listened to last week's episode, you got on board, you understand the importance of nutrition. Once you're embodying or embracing those principles in your life and you are watching what you eat and you're, you know, seeing your body change physically from eating good, you're feeling good. Why would you not want to exercise, right? And add that part into your life. I feel like they go together hand in hand because when you're working out and you're feeling good, you don't want to be putting junk into your body. And when you're not putting junk into your body and you're feeling good, you want to exercise because you have more energy and you see how your body's changing. And now you want to, to feel better and build muscle. So you want to exercise. They go hand in hand. And so fitness involves, obviously we know the physical aspect and that's what I'll talk about first. There are other aspects of fitness, but physically we know that there are a lot of benefits to exercise and they can be anywhere from managing weight or as I like to think of it and focus on as building muscle. 
with exercise, we can build muscle, which in turn, you know, would shrink fat and you look better, your clothes fit better, you're stronger for life, all of those awesome things. It can prevent stroke, metabolic syndrome, like heart disease, high blood pressure, type two diabetes, depression, anxiety, arthritis, autoimmune diseases. And then of course it can improve cognitive function. It boosts energy, promotes better sleep, and it's fun. Number one, it is fun and it feels good. And when you join a program and you get out and you're feeling good and you're healthy, those things are fun. So we know that there are a lot of physical benefits to exercise. And these are not just, uh, like maybe they are known facts that they will improve your, that exercise will improve your health on so many levels. It will also boost energy and mood, as I said, because there are effects that exercise has on the brain and the serotonin levels that improve your mood and can help with depression and anxiety. It's truly amazing, but it has been studied and it's so true. So we know that exercise has all of these physical benefits. And as much as we often know that, it can still be really hard to know where to begin, how to get started, or even to get motivated. So I say, like with everything, start with small goals. You know, first and foremost, join a gym, start a workout program, whether it's an online one that you subscribe to or your programming that you purchase or it's just going down to a gym and joining. The problem is sometimes with just joining a regular gym, like an LA fitness or, you know, any of those global kind of gyms, you're still left to figuring out what to do on your own. And that can be overwhelming to a lot of people and demotivating. Maybe you've not ever been in a gym or maybe it's been a long time and you're afraid to look out of place or funny or that sort of thing. And so you go in there and you are overwhelmed by all the people that look great in there or the people that look like they know what they're doing. You think they're looking at you laughing and that is not the case. But what I like to say for people like that, that feel intimidated by gyms or nervous about going to the gym. And so they opt for maybe just walking on the treadmill. I say join a gym where everybody's working out together and you don't have to figure out what to do and try to work through how to use the equipment. So join more of a boot camp style gym where you pay, say, like a monthly fee or you pay per class and you go in and everybody's doing it together. And the focus is not so much on you individually, but it's more of a group aspect. So that could be anything from CrossFit to Orange Theory to boot camps, um, any of those type of classes or gym programs. I think that honestly is the best way to go because like I said, you don't run into being like, okay, I got the membership, but now what do I do when I go to the gym? I feel like that is often a demotivator or people's biggest issue with joining gyms. If you're somebody who's experienced in the gym or you're confident with that equipment, then, and you like working out that you're working out that way, you're self-motivated, then good for you. Go in there, 
train and do your thing. Maybe your biggest issue is just getting back into the swing and finding that routine. And so for you, it's just about going down, signing up and setting small goals for yourself. And a good example is like my dad, for instance, my dad has started, you know, working out for quite a few years now. He knows what to do in the gym, but he gets bored and he gets kind of demotivated. So I encourage him, get a workout partner and somebody to go with you because that will hold you accountable and that will keep you going to the gym. Or I'm always telling him you've got to join group fitness or a a CrossFit or something like that because it's fun and the coach is telling you what to do. You show up, you're in and out in an hour. But he always says, no, I don't want to do that. I don't, you know, like he doesn't like how much they have to work their legs and sweat. So I said, all right you don't want to do that, then just set yourself the goal of going three days a week and making sure that you're doing total body workouts. So you're not just sitting on the machines or just, you know, doing bench press and buys and tries, but you're really working your whole body, getting your uh, metabolic workouts in by adding, you know, rowing or biking or running or something in between your strength sets to get your heart rate up. And I wrote that down for him and I told him just start with three days a week. And sure enough, he's been doing it again and he's back at it and he feels great. So sometimes, you know, it's just about finding out what works for you, what motivates you, and then setting small goals along the way. And if you're somebody who does good in a gym, but you've lost your groove or you've lost your motivation, find somebody to hold you accountable, find somebody to join you and to go with you and then give yourself a small goal. Like maybe it's that three days a week. I think that's always a good place to start. Maybe that's not even an option for you right now. And it's just about getting out and moving. So your goal is to achieve a certain amount of miles of walking a week or, um, you know, three days a week of walking and maybe some body weight exercises done at your house. Maybe you you just had a child and going to the gym is too difficult right now with your schedule. Uh, or you're somebody who feels like you have a lot of weight to lose and you're just not comfortable going into the gym right now. So you've started eating right and you want to incorporate some exercises. And so you're just going to do them at home. Wherever you are at, fitness can meet you there because it looks different for everybody. You don't have to be out there killing it, crushing it an hour in the gym, an hour and a half in the gym. You could do 30, 45 minutes of exercise a day and be good. And you could do that at home in your living room or in your garage. If that's what life looks like for you, then that's okay. You just have to find where you're at and stick to it and be consistent. And it doesn't have to look like what I do or, you know, what other people do. It's, it's really something where there's no excuses. Don't let your schedule or, you know, how maybe far you have to go, how much weight you have to lose, how, how long it's been since you've worked out, be your excuse for not starting a program. So fitness really should fit into your life and where you're at right now. And if you have the ability 
to go to a gym to hire a trainer, then do it. Or if you have the ability to join a CrossFit or an Orange Theory, then do it and let other people help hold you accountable. So number one is getting started, committing to your program. So you're joining a gym or you're, you know, downloading that program, paying for it. I think it's good to often pay for programs that you plan to do at home because if you pay for it, I think you see more value in it and you're more likely to stick with it. So you're getting started. You've got your program, you've got your gym and or then make sure you've got your, your proper attire or shoes, shoes, especially because, um, you know, you don't want to have ankle issues, knee issues, that sort of things. So you want to have the right kind of shoe based on what type of activity you're doing. And of course, if you are eating right, then you want to exercise. If you're exercising, then you want to eat right. So they go hand in hand. And I recommend don't do one without the other, do them together. So that those are your first steps to achieving this optimal health. And once you've gotten there, then it's just about consistency and sticking with whatever program it is that you've decided to go for. And I'm telling you, it's about 21 days it takes of doing something every day to make it a habit in your life. And so if you can stick to an exercise program week after week and you know, get that say 21 days consistently in, it is literally going to be your life source. Like you will long for it. You will love that feeling. You, your body will want that and it will overcome your mind and it will change your mindset and you will not be able to go on and, and have good days or good weeks without having your exercise. It's truly incredible what it does for your life. And so the best thing I can do and encourage you to do is just start, just start wherever you are and then promise yourself to stick with it for that certain extended period of time or that 21 days. And you'll see the changes that take place in you. I promise you. <laughs> as far as you are in the gym, you're wondering what exactly to do. Now, I'm not going to get into super specifics about what to do in the gym. Like I said, if you subscribe to this podcast, if you like my podcast and rate it, I will share the four-week programming with you that you could kind of use as a guideline. So that's an option, but we're not going to get into super specifics because it's going to look different for everybody. And some people may be doing a group fitness class. Other people may be going to the gym on their own. I guess my biggest piece of advice is constantly varied training is the best way to get results. So that means that you're not just going in week after week and doing the same thing on the same days with the same wet, the same reps, the same weights, that sort of thing. You are mixing it up. So you want to think about mixing up sets, reps, and tempo. So your sets are, you know, three to five or 10 sets of two reps. Like you can go all the way up there or you're varying your weight. You know, you're not just hitting maximal loads or sub maximal loads for eight to 10 or 12 reps every time you want to vary your training. 
And then you want to think secondly about uh, how am I moving? Am I always moving in a, um, you know, forward or backwards motion? Am I doing everything in front of me or am I moving in rotating laterally, that sort of thing? And that's kind of where functional fitness comes in because the idea of functional fitness is that it can often mimic things we do in life. So sometimes, you know, we are obviously we squat a lot. We grab things from above our head. We jump, we rotate and turn and all of those things. So you want to kind of think of moving in different ways. Um, and oftentimes the gym and machines, they set us up for sort of one plane of motion. Everything is kind of in front of us and you know, you can get strong that way. And that's good because strength will help you throughout life as well. But sometimes we need to get up and we need to move more dynamically. So we, we want to do more full body movements. An example of full body movements are things like squats, lunges, uh, push-ups, you know, deadlifts, they involve moving the whole body and using all different muscles to stabilize. So that's something to keep in mind when you're training, especially when you're training on your own in the gym. If you've joined a program and they've laid it all out for you, you don't have to really think about it. <laughs> so, um, you know, those are things to think about when you're training on your own. And are you challenging yourself? Have you been doing this now for six, eight weeks or two years even, and you're not getting your heart rate up really anymore? You're not really sweating or you're spending a good time amount of time chatting and you're seeing that your body isn't making changes well, then it's time to think about changing it up a little and challenging yourself. So you can even do things like setting, you know, a goal to do uh, a 5k at this, you know, pace or a 10k or a Tough Mudder or something like that. And, you know, it's funny to me because a lot of people uh, go into say like, I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to do a Tough Mudder and they don't actually train for it it's funny to me how I see a lot of people who aren't in shape doing things like tough mutters and some of these hard trail runs versus the people who are in shape doing them. And so I think it's good to set yourself a goal or like for a marathon or a half marathon or a 5k, something like that and train for it and get in shape for it. So a, you don't get injured and B you don't do the event and then stop training because you'd completely burned yourself out or you couldn't move for like a week. So train for those things and let those be your goals. I think that's a, such a great thing to always have some kind of a goal. Maybe it's a personal goal, um, of yours that you want to lose a certain amount of weight or have a certain amount of body fat, uh, or maybe it's achieving something and doing something that you've never done before, like a CrossFit competition or a race or something like that. Those are great ways to motivate yourself and to stay on track. So whatever it is that works for you, that's what you have to find and, and stick with that. It is truly all about consistency. And that's the case with nutrition and with exercise. So we've talked about the benefits of physical fitness and we see how they play such a huge role in uh, being healthy and achieving that optimal health. 
Now, what about exercising the mind? Because the mind and body work together. And the cool thing about physical fitness is that there is a mental component to it because we know it's good for us mentally. It can also create and teach us, you know, um, endurance, like mental fortitude, um, you know, not giving up and, and fighting to the end, mental toughness, all of those things. I feel like for me personally, my fitness has really helped me mentally to become strong. I mean, especially I, I boxed competitively for like five years and that was one of the really tough mental, uh, type of, physical activities to do because it's very scary getting into a ring and boxing somebody, but it also, the, the workouts are hard and, and so it's mentally taxing and it creates that toughness in you. So that's really awesome with fitness, but there are also other ways to exercise the mind and that's in ways like breath work, meditation, and those sort of things. And if you caught my, um, healing the mind and body with, um, executive chef, Erin Gagino, that was like two podcasts ago. I spoke with her. It's a really cool podcast to listen to her story and how she went from really being like a high powered businesswoman. She was a, an executive chef and she was not healthy. She was struggling with thyroid issues, major anxiety, depression, she was on thyroid medication and an antidepressant for a period of time. And then through some making some changes in her life and finding, um, breath work and meditation, she was able to heal herself, heal her thyroid, get off of medication and, um, really change her life around. So it's incredible what we can do through working and exercising the mind and really controlling the mind, but meditation and breath work, breathing alone can do so much for the body. It's, it's really, truly amazing. When we are breathing, we're creating that oxygen through, you know, red blood cells. And that's like life into our cells. And we spend a lot of time in a short breathing and that, um, causes that kind of fight, fight or flight, um, nervous system to take over. And it's a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, and the body is never really getting into that relaxed state and taking deep, deep breaths. So when you do that, it really changes the nervous system that you're in and it can help to really heal the body, to relax the body, body, and it can really, it can relieve stress and anxiety, improve focus, reduce chronic pain, enhance creativity, and even heal the body of disease. It is that powerful. And there's a lot of documentaries and studies on this topic, but it's pretty incredible when you exercise that power of the mind. I think there's a lot that we can do through just exercise, physical exercise in general, and how it plays a role in our mental fortitude, our mental toughness, our, um, awareness, all of that. But then it also is important to kind of tone it down and to breathe, to relax, 
and to meditate. And maybe that's just a matter of taking a yoga class and you find that that works for you and you really focus in on what you're doing in that yoga class. And that might be something once a week. Or maybe you want to implement meditation on your own once a week or every morning for, you know, five to 10 minutes. There are a lot of different ways to do this, but I know when we implement these things into our lives, it can make incredible changes in our health and our ability to stick with something and mainly to reduce stress and anxiety and that sort of thing. And there's really a healing that can take place in the body and a surrendering. And that's often what it requires is to surrender, to focus, uh, where you shut out all the other noise of what's going around on around you and the busy and the stress and the, this and the, that, and taking a few minutes to just focus in on where you are right now and kind of meet yourself there. And that alone, if you don't gain much else other than that, that is so important. So when we think of exercise and fitness, don't just think of it as the physical aspect of building muscle and sweating, but think about it also as the mental aspect too, because that is so, so important. I really want to encourage you to make a plan today to write it down and to stick with it. So decide, you know, how many days a week, what your type of exercise is going to do or is going to be, and then stick with it. And maybe you've never done any exercise before. So it might take trying out some different things to work, to find what works the best for you. But I just encourage you to start, start where you are. And that's all you have to do. You don't have to wait to get better, to get in better shape, to get more fit before you start. And it's funny because when I used to be a personal trainer, people would say, I really want to train with you, but I need to lose some weight first. I really want to train with you, but I want to start working out first. And I'd be like, okay, I don't get it. My, the whole point is for you to, st- to start training with me so I can get you in better shape. Like it was like, they saw maybe where I was and they thought that either they, I was going to try to make them do what I do, or they felt intimidated or they didn't want to look, you know, super out of shape going into a gym. It's like, well, that's what it's there for. That's what we're there for is to help you get in shape. So you just have to start regardless of where you're at and don't worry, you know, how you're going to look or where, you know, how people are going to see you or where you're going to be at. Because I think people really admire you for just being there and for getting in shape and they want to see you do good as well. So, um, it's just about starting. So do that. I hope this inspires you to do that, to write down your goals and what they are and to just start pick what it is that you think best suits you and get after it. If you have any questions or want workout ideas even, A, you can go to my YouTube channel, Sarah Grace Fitness. I've got a ton of workouts that you can follow along with there. Or B, you can share this uh, or excuse me, subscribe to this podcast, like it and rate it, and then shoot me an email at contact at sarah-grace.com and say, hey, I just uh, went and rated and liked and subscribe to your channel or to your podcast. Could I have your four week programming and I will shoot it over to you. 
So go ahead, do that. Let's get started. And if you haven't listened to pillar number one in this three-part series on nutrition, go have a listen. You cannot do this without the other. You can't do the fitness without the nutrition. You can't do the nutrition without the fitness. So go have a listen and um, you'll be on your way to optimal health. (laughs) Thanks for joining me. Make sure you like, subscribe, share this episode, and I will talk to you all next week.